Hi, everyone. This is Goddess and Gab with Jenny G. Perry, and I have my guest, Luciana Naldi, and she is one of my girlfriends and former clients. And I, um, I think of her as a superhero because she has two sets of twins. Yes, two, <laughs> two sets of twins. Like, if you weren't crazy enough to, like, you know, have more when you already have the two, I think it's insane, but I love you for it. <laughs> and we were just laughing because um, of this super funny picture. We're like, we are so much the same mom. It's so funny. But, Luciana, I want you to tell people about your business um, okay. and just whatever you want the audience to know about you in a little quick intro. Awesome. Yes. Okay. Um, well, I, yeah, like she said, I am a twin herder all day, every day. And um, I used to be previously a high school teacher, which, you know, of course, I thought I knew everything about parenting. And then I had my own children and that went completely out the window. And as a result of having this twin herd and popping out so many children, I became a self-care coach. And now I help women, mostly mothers, become super fierce and fearless and unapologetic about what they need just to be who they are and rock motherhood their own way. And Jenny absolutely helped me do this in my own way um, in every interaction that I have with her. So that's why I'm really excited to come and just talk about motherhood and life and how to do it your way and enjoy it. Exactly. So the title of this, of this um, episode is, Are You That Mom? Because we um, actually, and your mom is that mom, which is so freaking hilarious because my mom's <laughs> yes. not a baker. My mom was a businesswoman her whole life. She's a financial planner now. Um, but previous to that, she worked for Bell Telephone and she like started working for them when she was 19. So I would go visit her in the city and like, you know, take the elevator up to the top floor and like she had her own secretary and like her own office. And it was just like, I thought my mom was a superhero. Um, but I, being a young mom, I was, you know, mom at age 20. And so because my mom was not around raising us, you know, we had babysitters, daycare and all that um, in someone's home. I went the opposite way and was like, I'm going to do that, you be that mom. And I was so judgy. I was so judgy. I was like, I would be like volunteering for like class parties. And I'm like, oh yeah, the working moms are, oh, the moms that don't send in anything. And I'm lucky if I remember that there is a party now to send in the right thing or like, or I send the kid into pajama day on the wrong day. Like I legit did that one day for preschool, uh, but it, oh. I didn't make them go in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because honestly, I think that when you are that kind of mom, you have a lot of laughs. You have a lot of stories to share in the future. And you oh, gotta yeah. like let kids know that like, that's life, right? Oh my gosh. Like, yes. You're not. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, my mom. So, oh, my mom is got to tell us about the owl cookies. You got to tell them about the owl cookies this morning. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, my mom is like the quintessential Italian mother. Like she like grew up, you know, absorbed in Italian culture. Like we ate cheese and pasta almost every day of our lives. It's a miracle that I'm not like a a thousand pounds. Um, But she cooked everything. Like she cooked all of our meals. Like we were the kids that she sent like Italian food to school with for lunch. Like that was our life. She, she was like the mom to beat all moms. And so when I became one, I was totally about like trying to be that exact same thing. And that was just not possible with twins once and then twice. And so I was telling, I was telling you this morning that my mom showed up right before this call with like these owl cookies, but they're not just shaped like an owl. They're like formed. They're different colors. They have eyes. They have a little nose that are made out of something else. Like she she clearly baked them either this morning or, or last night. 
<laughs> she didn't bring me just one. Like this is the other thing with like Italian moms. Is she doesn't, they don't bring you just one. They bring you like 50. And I'm like, mom, like, I don't even feed the kids cookies like all the time. Like they can't eat these all the time. They're going to be crackheads. She's like, I know, but they need to eat. They're so skinny. Like that whole, like <laughs> no man is ever going to want you unless you are voluptuous and we got to feed you. All oh my goodness. Eating. I, I was like, my grandmother. I love to- it your boobs are just not big enough because you don't eat enough pasta. Like seriously, you have to find a good Italian man and you need to do these things. And so, Oh yeah. Like, Oh, that's so funny. That's and the the cookies, the the cookies. I, um, what I did was, is I make these chocolate chip cookies right around Christmas. I can only make them around Christmas because I eat them so much. I'll wind up giving all of them away so that I don't eat them because they're so good. Um, but then I also make sugar cookies and it started with, started way back when I was that mom where I would like, and I was like a total bitch to my kids about it because I'd be like, no, it has to be like this. And like, you know, the snowflakes would all have to like look alike. And I would have snowflakes (laughs) with blue icing. Then we'd have Christmas tree ones with green, with the red. We still do those, but they're like a shit show, complete shit show. They're like whatever shape you know, you're like, it's kind of like, guess what it is. You kind of know it's a Christmas tree because it's green and they use M&Ms for the Christmas balls. But it used to be where I had like literally I had flour in my hair the one day my husband came home from work and I would like look around and I'm like, what have I done? Like I was just getting crazy. Like I was just feeling Baker crazy, but I was trying to be like that, you know, Pinterest mom before Pinterest. Like we didn't even know how crafty moms were before Pinterest. And now you know that you're like, oh, there are amazing moms out there. I like the Pinterest sales, though. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Those are my favorite. But oh, that's so the true. One day, oh, so I true. But this is, this, is my, this is my story to match the, the, um, the owl cookies. I was going to call them fox cookies, but I don't know why. But um, we were making these cookies, and we had extra dough. And this was like two years ago or something like that. And so my husband takes it upon himself to make, like, let's just say perverted cookies as a joke, okay? And draw on them with icing and everything. So I bag up all the cookies, you know, to go to the teachers and whatnot, and we can't find those cookies anywhere. So somehow, some of them wound up in the bag for other people. (laughs) But no one ever said anything. They were, it was just like like, panic. Like you're like, oh my God, where are those? But I mean, they weren't, I think that he could have done better artwork, so I'm hoping that they didn't quite figure out what it was. I mean, I could tell what it was, but yeah, that that was my match to your cookie story. It was like, oh, oh my, my goodness, yes. You probably made somebody's no. day with making penis cookies, like no I joke. would have. Are you kidding me? Yes. And, um, I'm not going to say that I did not <laughs> buy penis cookies for my sister's baby shower, and I, I did. I totally did, and when I got that box and I opened up the lid, I have to say that I felt literal joy. Because I was so happy there's a woman somewhere, a mom, that crafts these penis cookies, like, with hair and all. And it brought me joy. I mean, it literally brought me joy because it's like, I don't know, it's, I just have a wicked sense of humor, what can I say? But to me, also, when you have little kids, like, potty humor and stuff like that, that's like, if you can't get down with that, you're just going to be miserable. For I mean, or is potty humor not the big thing at your house, too? Oh my gosh. Yes. Like, and it's, it's just like the littlest things like, like my son, (laughs) I have one son and three daughters. And so they, yes, my son is definitely the instigator of all like the fart and the poop jokes and all that stuff. But, Uh um, 
I, I do have a really funny story about my son. You know, like my kids are little, they're six and four where we still shower together. And so at times it's easier for me to just everybody get in the shower and I'm going to wash you really fast and then we get out. I mean, I don't want to spend like filling the bath for 15 times. So one time I got out of the shower and my son and my daughter are both, the four-year-olds are both about like crotch height on me. And so we get out and my son is like asking me questions and we've always used correct anatomical terms. So Same like, here. Mm -hmm. We don't call Same anything here. else except what it is. My son goes, mom, so like girls have vaginas and boys have penises, right? And I'm all, well, yeah. I mean, everybody, everybody that I know that's a girl. Mm -hmm. and a boy, he goes, so, so all my sisters have these and you have one and dad and I have these. And I was all, yeah. He goes, man, I wish I had a vagina. They look like so much more fun. And I was like, well, they are. They are, my son. They are. But I couldn't. <laughs> but I'm like, see, these are the kind of things that you have to be able to say and laugh about with your kids because in in the moments of motherhood, like, where, what other time you can have that that conversation? Like, most of the men in the world have think every woman has penis envy, and that's actually not true. And here's my son being like, <laughs> "Wow, mom, that looks like so much more fun what you have." And I'm like, "Well." <laughs> thinking that sweetheart you're going to be all right that is that is hilarious that that's something that you will have to tell his wife one day like could you imagine getting up at his wedding <laughs> yes that, that um, is, oh. oh my goodness that is priceless yeah I mean when you when you're a mom you have to have a sense of humor I mean that's just because what do they say sometimes you know you if you don't laugh you'll cry and sometimes that is like when you look around at your house like uh, I can't imagine what your laundry is like. I only know what my laundry is like with the five kids. And I really don't even do laundry for my daughter. So it's really like I'm doing laundry for four. And my teen son doesn't like to really wash his clothes that much. So it's really down to three. But it is a hell of a lot of laundry with the towels and everything. Like, it's a lot. But yeah. because we are those unapologetic moms, we are we take that pressure off of ourselves to feel like we have to be the everything to our kids. And there are certain things that, you and I have talked about we're like we aren't the moms that are that typical mom we are the moms that like we do take care of ourselves and we know that if we don't take care of ourselves like our kids first of all not only are you going to burn out and be bitchy but you're teaching your kids that like you take care of yourself and be this certain person until you become a mom and then dissolve in the role and then those moms lose their shit when their kids get older because they don't even know who they are anymore like yeah. they dress like this, like, like dress like a mom. Like, I wish you could see what I have on today. I have on a um, black kind of like t-shirty dress, but it's got three quarter length sleeves and I have fishnets on and I have black converse. So I'm kind of like Ooh. Courtney Love circa like 1993. And I've got already gotten looks when I went to like Wawa and when I went to Starbucks because like <laughs> the men that are just like doing construction jobs are like, what is this woman doing in this like suburban town? But I dress for me and I dress to have fun and I don't dress like a mom because that's like the most dorky thing to say. Like what is dressing like a mom actually look like? Like if you show your boobs, does that mean you're not, you know, um, you're not supposed to show any cleavage? No. Or that you're wearing something tight or whatever. Like I think that that's so outdated, but I do know some people that still think like that. And I went yeah. to a back to school night one time and I had on, it was like, I think it was last year. And I had all these black suede fringe boots. And I'm like, these are in. I don't know if you people know that fringe are in, but they were in last year too. <laughs> and I had this lady, I had this lady behind me kind of nudge the man that she was with to like make fun of my shoes. Kind of like, look at that. And I was like, you know, you feel that initial shame of like, like, oh, like, 
like that inner dork in me was like a little bit, yeah. you know, got yeah. riled up. And then I was like, no, forget that. I'm like walk with sass and let those fringe fly in the wind. I was like, forget that shit. I'm not going to feel bad because I'm not that mom that yeah. judges other moms. Like if you want to wear yoga pants on the same day, that's your prerogative. And I don't think that you have let yourself go. I think you're in a different place in your life. I, I think that as much as I if I were to be in yoga pants all the time and I dressed like that, that would be me letting myself go because that's not Jennylicious. But for them, like I don't judge what they're wearing, so don't judge what I'm wearing. Yeah, no, I I agree. I feel like um, I always have like a couple rescue outfits, which are like my outfits when I'm like, oh my god, I'm getting sucked into mommyhood and like mom jeans and like oh I can't mm-hmm. I can't deal with this. And they're like the outfits that I put on that I'm like, oh yeah, this is who I am. This is this feels good. This feels like. Mm-hmm. walking it like I could walk outside and you walk totally differently when you are wearing something and you feel good and you feel like un- unconnected to what anyone cares about what you're doing and how you're doing it it's a completely different way of living your life and if that was that would probably be one thing I would tell all moms who you know are judgy of each other is like you're wasting time you're wasting time mm-hmm when you could be supporting other moms and encouraging them and showing your children how to do the same because they're paying attention and they're listening to all the things that you're saying too. And, and I was so that mom, or I thought I was going to be that mom too. And I remember I just recently hired someone to help me come clean my house, which I had major mom martyr issues about because I was like, I I remember this is something you're supposed to do. Like you, you are the mom that is at home. You need to cook everything, clean everything, do all that. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't enjoy cleaning the bathroom. It sucks. And if, if I don't want to do it, I want to spend my time doing other things so that I'm happier when I'm with my kids and so that I'm happier in general. And I remember having this conversation with other moms before I thought this way. And it was like, why does she need a housekeeper? Why does she need anyone to help her? She's at home by herself. She doesn't need a nanny. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I was so mean. And I'm so glad I don't think that way anymore because now I'm like, girl, you rock whatever is going to make you healthy, happy, and enjoy your life as a mother, as a woman, you know, have something separate than motherhood because your kids are going to grow up and they're going to go away. And if you are only defining yourself by, you know, how well your kids do, you are going to be so sad and disappointed when you are, when you, they're not around anymore. And you, you got to have mm-hmm. you. You got to have something that you, you are besides being a mom. And so, oh yeah. my God, yeah. completely. And before <laughs> I found writing at that, before I found writing, I didn't realize that like all of that, like if you don't channel some of your energy into something besides your children, and this is just, you can all tell me I'm wrong, but like, I don't care if you knit, do yoga, write, try to become like the next over, like, you know, I have big dreams like that, but you have to channel your energy into something that's just for you or else you will find that, you know, once you take that energy off of your children, some of those women actually have a hard time letting go of the connection with their children or they meddle too much with like, you know, their uh, daughter-in-law or whatever, you know what I mean? Because they are just so used to having to like um, be so immersed in that person's life. But what I would say to those moms is if you are that mom that you put all this pressure on yourself that you have to, do everything perfectly and everything like that, you need to let yourself off the hook and realize that like, if you don't ease up on yourself, you're heading to a place of that you're either going to get sick or something is going to knock you on your butt to make you have to prioritize yourself again. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. And that's a, that's a big, huge thing. And it may be that you realize that you're just like, why am I so miserable? And it's like, because you're not putting in the self-care. I mean, self-care, self-care and self-love, those are, you know, you say self-care and I say self-love. It's really super important. Like to me, you need to exercise. You need to move your body in some type of way. I don't care if you walk around the block, but you need that, like that chi, that life force energy. You need to move that around in your body. And, and especially like if you're angry, go for a walk. That like is an instant mood changer to me. I know you're a workout girl too. And so if you exercise, you feel better, but then for like the mindset part of it, to me, be mindful of the way you're talking to yourself. Be mindful of the way you're talking about the other moms. And when you're on social media, like, you know, see if you're judging, you know, other, other women, what does that say about you? Why are you judging? What is it? What is it about them? that you were jealous of or that's riling you up because that's it's a trigger if someone triggers you it's your trigger you need to see what gift there is in there for you and also i'm like super mindful of um of what i look at on social media like i only go in groups that make me feel good i really only follow people that make me feel good i mean my news feed is looking pretty damn good but i think that (laughs) what we put in our mind is like it's it's what we're putting in our being just like what food we're putting in our body and so if you're like always watching the news and everything is all negative, and for me, I can't even watch like intense TV shows because, you know, with kids, I'm like, that's enough anxiety. I don't need like, I don't need to get scared <laughs> and watching no. like a horror movie. Like having kids is that, that is enough. That is enough excitement. And then oh spiritually, gosh. whether or not you're, you know, religious or wh- whatever spiritual practice is, it's more so about connecting to something deep within yourself, connecting to your own soul. And you can do that. You know, when you're exercising, some people really get, it's like, to me, it's whatever puts you in that zone, like that zone where you just like time stands still and, or actually time stands still, but also time flies by at the same time. And Mm -hmm. for me, you know, my spiritual practice sometimes is driving by myself in the car, putting on whatever I want on the radio and singing. Like, I'm like, I get like all like I'm Aretha Franklin or something. Like, (laughs) I totally don't sing very well, but in my (laughs) mind, I do. Oh, don't you love driving in the car by yourself? It's like, oh, it's like heaven. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't happen very often. But yeah, I mean, I rock out to songs. And that's just something that I feel like is one of those little mindset munchies, which I know you and I talked about the things that you can do to support the mindset that you want to have as a mom, like in your life. And and I absolutely agree with the whole self-care, self-love. I mean, my whole business is, is that. And I think that when women stop using it as something or stop thinking of it as a luxury, as something like I can reward myself by taking care of myself um, because I did the dishes, I did the laundry, I made dinner an hour mm-hmm. earlier. No, it is absolutely um, part of the process of what's going to allow you to live your life in the way that you choose and live your life in the way that you want to experience it. It's not like a luxury, like, oh, let me give myself a gift and take a shower today. No, like it is mm-hmm. part of the process of who you are. And so Yes, I agree with all those things. I know you and I have talked about them before. Like I'm a movement junkie and I just, that's where I feel most at home in my body. So it's like an instant uplift for me to move and do all that stuff. And then for the mindset piece of it, that really was the thing that I felt I didn't know anything about when I became a mom. And it is so vital to really pay attention and cultivate the mindset that you want to have. And all those things you mentioned are absolutely real. Like the people you talk to influence what you think about yourself and about what's possible. The things you listen to, the movies you watch, that is all very real. Like I don't watch TV anymore 
because of the things and how I was feeling when I was listening to them. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, there's a lot of people that I changed um, the type of conversation I was having with, or I stopped having conversations with them because it was always so negative or so judgy or so opposite of how I wanted to feel about myself and about motherhood and just about life. And it makes a world of difference. And so having those little, I agree with you on that. I mean, that's, that's real. People don't understand like, Oh, you're just so positive. And I'm like, oh, I work to be this way. Like, it's, I, it, are you kidding me? It's like, yeah. And sometimes when people say that, like they probably think that I'm positive all the time and I don't ever have my freak outs. And like, this is something that I commit to every single day. And, and when you're, when you are like a public figure, like I, I don't say that from like a cocky place, but like you do, we have an authority. If we have groups on Facebook, if people follow us, but it's like, you know, this is something that we cultivate every single day, but they don't see what goes, goes on behind the scenes. And that, you know, there are certain struggles that we aren't sharing because you can't share everything with the public completely. And so believe me, we're still working on our stuff. Like we are, works in progress. And I would never trust any coach who didn't still admit that they're a work in progress because that's like, you know, even Oprah is still, you know, like you're always expanding your business. So I think every, everybody's always a work in progress. You never, you know, quite done. But what you said was super important too about the, having the conversations, like I'm the mom now that I, if I want to go to the playground, I don't need anybody's playground anymore. I'm just like, you know, it's not that I don't like people, but I'm just like, let's just go and you know, we'll go when we want to, leave when we want to. Um, and I used to be the mom who was always meeting other moms in the playground. And some of the conversations were not what I would want. They are the other yeah. moms or, or, you know, just that gossip and the negativity. And so now I am totally like that drop-off mom at preschool. Like when the baby goes to, I keep calling her the baby. She's like going to be spring in December, but she's the baby in the family. But, <laughs> you know, with, with Seamus, my six-year-old, I was working at the time. So I would be having calls with people. Or I would just be in my zone where I'm like, I don't have time to go to breakfast with you. I don't, you know, I don't really, it's not that I don't want to make new friends, but it's just that they're in a different place than me. And I'm in the no, no BS place, like the absolute no BS place. And I'm not so much consumed in that mommyhood world where like that to them is where they're at. And there's nothing wrong with that. We've all been through phases, you know, like when you just first had the babies and you're in like this mommy world where you're just like, you could probably talk to somebody about the quality of diapers and that will be an actual conversation, you know, but you know, <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm definitely the drop off pickup mom. I don't know all the kids names. You know, I don't know all the mom's mm-hmm. names, God forbid. And I don't feel the need to be friends with all the moms or even like the chit chat. I hate chit chat. I either want to be totally inappropriate we're having a heart to heart. Like that's my game. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I think that I, before I would have really looked for like acceptance and inclusion in like the mom groups and like to be a part of it. And now on the other side of all this and just feeling so good about the choices that I've made and how I've made them and how they have brought people into my life, um, who are just so positive and uplifting. It, it's truly what you look for. Like you are always going to be able to find exactly what you look for. And if you go into any kind of mom group and you are, you know, becoming part of the drama and part of the gossip and part of the conversation, you can absolutely expect to not feel good about that <laughs> or to attract more of those mm-hmm. people. Well, you, yeah. you feel negative afterwards. You should yeah. always be around people that like after you get off the phone with that person, like whenever you and I would have a call, we'd get off the phone feeling like, like, you know, boss bitches. Like we felt great. We felt like we could change the world. Right. And so that's the way you should, you should be a lighthouse for others and you should be that person. You know, you should want those people in your life. 
And if they're not, you got to take a look at things. Like I do know there are certain relationships that people have with, you know, neighbors or whatever, where, you know, it's not a choosing thing, but you can choose the way you steer the conversation and how much you, you have those conversations with the people. I mean, you really, truly can. But as we, um, as we are getting to the end of the call, I wanted to make sure that you told people um, like what you're working on or um, even about your Facebook group. So that way they can, um, they can connect with you. Oh, awesome. Okay. So um, I have a Facebook group called the mom squad and it is strictly um, for women who are really looking for like a positive, supportive environment um, as a mom. So like I, I provide self-care strategies and support and ideas. We talk a lot about mindset. I mean, I love mindset. I love just learning how to think in a more positive way and being able to shift from like that pit of despair that you feel yourself falling into sometimes in motherhood and be like, yeah, no, I ain't going there. I'm going to shift back this way. And so we talk a lot about mindset. I do nutrition because that's also part of what I do. Some movement, some workouts here and there. And then um, just try to be supportive of as many women as I can in that space, in, in all aspects of their lives. And then I also have a new program that is coming up here in the next couple weeks or so, and it's called From Fierce and Fearless, and it's a 90-day program for moms who are ready to be unapologetic about what they need and learn how to take care of themselves, period. Like, oh, I love ready that. To, yeah, ready to dive in and be like, no, like, this is what I need. I'm going to own what I need. I'm going to own my transformation. I am going to own every part of who I am and I'm going to cultivate it. And, and there's just no question about it. And so that's, that's I love that. And you yeah. know what? That's the thing is we were brought up where it's like, if you can't do something, you're like, I'm sorry, I can't do that. And you don't have to say you're sorry. You can say that doesn't work for me. Just say it doesn't work for me. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. work for me. We just always go to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I can't do that. I'm sorry, it doesn't work for me. And it's like, no, that doesn't work for me. What else could we do? You know what I mean? Like you can shift those conversations, but you don't have to be that martyr mom. Like, oh my God, we don't do martyr mom. We I just need it. to let go of martyr, martyr mom and judgy mom for sure. And so let, let me um, know what your website is too. Okay, my website is www.lushananaldi.com. <laughs> I had to think of what the awesome. end was. And I'll put that in the... <laughs> I'll put that in the, in the description. Thank you so much for being on here today. You know, you and I could talk for hours because we are like, you know, sisters from another mister. Um, but we are uplifters and we like to uplift each other up. And I hope you guys all have goddesses in your life who like to gab and lift each other up in the process. So you guys all have a wonderful day and I'll see you next time.